Spoilers ahead for Book of Boba Fett, Episode 5, Return of the Mandalorian. Will we see Baby Beskar armor next episode? What does the Jawa dating scene look like? Who's Naboo's ship? Did Mando and Pelimoto modify? This time, on whatever we want, we're breaking down the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 5, Return of the Mandalorian. As always, there are time codes down in the description if you'd like to jump around to different spots in the episode. Enjoy! Enjoy! Welcome back to whatever you want where we talk all media, movies, TV shows, video games, and beyond to give you the most interesting behind-the-scenes insights, filmmaking techniques, and more. I'm Jake. I'm Daniel. And without further ado, let's jump into the show. We thought this whole series was going to take place on, on Tatooine, and honestly, I was okay with that. And then The Mandalorian came in and was like, hold my blue milk. <laughs> like, honestly, gonna- <laughs> dude, he's, he, okay, here's the thing. whole last episode of our podcast, we talked about, like, why... Like, maybe Mando should, like, take more time to get in here. Because we, like, we had the feeling he'd, like, steal a show. Which isn't <laughs> a bad thing, because I love this episode. But he totally stole the show. <laughs> Dude, this whole episode was great. I loved, like, Bryce Dallas Howard killed it. She did some episodes of The Mandalorian. She directed it. And she also that now directed this. Um, she's also Ron, Ho- Ron Howard's daughter, which is cool. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Dude, there's so much, like, the pod racing parallels. Like, the... Dude. Like, the gate is still the broken. The gate is still broken from like 50 years ago. Like no one has cleaned up the debris from when Anakin smashed through in episode one and now it's still broken. It's a great attention to detail. Amazing 50 plus year continuity. But like, geez, Tatooine. <laughs> Clean up your planet. So what are your overall, overall thoughts on the episode? I thought it was great with how we got... Because it answered a lot of questions what we were like thinking about was going on with Mando, right? We didn't know what was going on with him, with his mantle of you know, like holding a dark saber. It also brought yeah. back a lot of Mandalorian lore, right? Because if you're somebody that's like not following along with like the Clone Wars or Rebels or any of that stuff, then what are you doing? <laughs> like, well, yeah, what are you doing? Like, come on. But no, like if you're not familiar with like the Night of a Thousand Tears and like the actual, like the travesty of what happened there on Mandalore and like the all the like, actual lore. We saw some of the, <laughs> the, the bombing of Mandalore. Like that was, that yeah, imagery it was, was crazy. crazy. Like, if you already know the content and, like, know, like, what happened around that time, then you're set. If you don't, it was a beautiful Catch introduction quick, to, like, yeah. casual, yeah. Yeah. I, it was really interesting that, like, Boba Fett wasn't in it at all. Now we only have two episodes left, so I wonder, like, if we're going to see, like, Rancor training next episode and then, like, the war and I don't know. But um, there were just, like, so many cool references to, like like prequel stuff that I thought was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and also like, um, I don't know if you noticed, but in Pelimoto's hangar, um, like the en- ship en- engineer's hangar, there's a R5 D4, which was the red asteroid. It was the same asteroid yeah. that Luke almost bought over R2 and then broke down. So like if he didn't break down, like star Wars would never have happened. That's honestly <laughs> like inspiring. Like, even if you feel broken, you just may be leading to the most influential movie franchise of all time. You never know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's fu- well, that's funny, though, because, like, I was watching a, a, like, Easter egg breakdown of this episode. And yeah. they made sure to make sure that there was, like, still, like, the burn marks and stuff like that before. Yeah. Um, and then I think later they made sure, like, the back, um, like, hole was, like, popped open. To show that cool. that was like where they're like the That's history of like huge. it is exactly the same droid, you know. So cool, like with the prop department, like I would like just the research that goes into like watching all those old movies and, and then like think of how it would age up over like 50 or like I guess like 20, 30 years after or however long, a couple years later, I don't know, for episode four. But like just to think about that, the storytelling just like goes 10. into that small thing that like not a lot of people notice, but like the fans, like you and I, and like those people that are doing the breakdown videos, they will notice. Like that is yeah, really cool. 
I also noticed, speaking of the droids, that the droid that gets grabbed by the oh, womp rat is a BD BD-1. Yes, was dude, it BD-1? I, I love that. No, it wasn't BD-1, but it was the same. It was a BD unit. Sa- so that's um, the, it's the same type of droid as BD-1 was from Jedi Fallen Order. Like the, and I, I love that. It, it was so... Uh, I love when you're able to bring in... Like, it's, that's the great thing about Star Wars, because it crosses, like, so many different variations of media. Yeah. That you're able to, like, say you have something that's over here or starts over here in, like, a game. You can then bring it into, like, a, a real-life show, you know, make it feel real. Um, which, by the way, the puppeteering and, like, the effects work for him was also, like, Great. Yeah, I I wonder if we'll see Cal maybe next episode. Probably not, but I don't know. Probably not, but that's a big question too about like what's going on with Cal and like and he survived Vader. We know that, so now we're like, okay, so like that's where, true. Where's his story going? I um, don't know. I thought it was cool. We were getting more backstory on the Jawas. Like they very hairy. Like, not not that. <laughs> I do not. I did that image in my mind was just like, oh my gosh, like Yuga! like I didn't like the suggestive. Imagery of being really furry and dating Pelimoto, but like that made me think like are Ewoks and like Jawas like kind of similar descendants or like evolutionary, evolutionary Larry, evolutionary related. I mean, they could be because you got there's evolution? a lot of species that are like descendants or um like draw from like same areas of the galaxy, but they're not like both short know. and furry. Now we find out. Yeah. So, but yeah, it it's cool be. to see. It's cool to see like them like they are just scavengers trying to survive and like. Make a living, a little more fletched out like the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Um, I also love. It was really funny when like Mando saves Pelimoto from the Womp Rat. Her reaction to see him, she's like, "Hey everyone, it's Mando." And I was like, "That's how we all felt when we saw him yeah. this episode." Like, hey everyone, it's Mando. <laughs> Which, by the way, dude, the even the beginning scene in like the butcher shop. Yeah. Dude, it was freaking brutal. That I also love butcher shop. Oh, I love how he's still getting used to the blade too, and how he cut himself. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's, it's that whole like just storyline of and like it goes back into like he's fighting against the blade and like still not like using it and it makes it like heavier. That's very apparent and very well done throughout the whole episode. Um, I thought that was really cool. And we'll get into that. But like the shop he's in, the butcher shop, it, I think in the concept art you can see it's like their nerfs, which if you remember, like it's the that's the like thing the the animals that are hung up like being like they're gonna be. Turned yeah. into food, uh, and if you remember, that's what like Leia referred to Han like it's a, a nerf herder, scruffy looking nerf herder. So like those are the nerfs according to the concept. <laughs> of. So that was cool. <laughs> well, those are the nerfs and the te- well, those are nerf butchers, but like scruffy looking feel- nerf butcher. That'd be a worse. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting. Like he's still bounty hunting, like seeing where he's at, and using using his old skills. And then after that, like that whole fight in the beginning with the dark saber was so sick. But he causes like, but then the long take. It's like up and down a elevator. Like that yeah. was incredible. Like it's the I think I saw somewhere it's the longest one take in Star Wars ever coming in at 2 minutes and 18 seconds and they didn't do any like mass cuts from what the breakdown I saw that they could see. Like he literally just went in the elevator and what they did is when it was face the camera was facing him in the elevator they rotated the set I was around say, him that's probably, outside yeah. and then they played on probably the like the virtual production screen behind him like the elevator going up and down and then he went did his whole scene with like the bounty hunter the, the guy that hired him as a bounty hunter and then went yeah. back and they rotated the set again so, like that was i was like how the heck did they do that when i saw that they saw that breakdown like just incredible like all the departments like working together and like the camera coordinate together. coordinating yeah, yeah. and then like the making like the lighting because it's super hard to light like dude for the lighting like oh my goodness yeah change, having to change it out knowing like when the, like i feel like you have to like yeah. sequence it right for like when you're inserting scenes it's so sure hard to light them one takes because 
people like when you're lighting like a scene like you usually have like all the lights behind the camera getting the perfect thing but especially with that many moving parts and like there's nowhere to hide the lights in the scene because there's literally like a 360 around the table they do so like and they have to like utilize like practical lights like above the set and then hide lights and maybe move lights as the camera's moving like it was an incredible yeah. sequence like everything working together um yeah and, and then we see that he's on the halo ring i thought that was yeah dude funny. i love i also love the concept of that too um, yeah, I like I like the idea of how it was like kind of tilted. Also had had like an opening so that way you could control the like day night cycle. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, that that was really cool. Um, but yeah, then we get him with the armor, and then uh, Paz Vizla, who is played by John Favreau, John Favreau, mm-hmm. the legend, coming in again. He's playing. He plays the both the Mandalorian that Boba Fett attacks, and he was also in an episode in the Mandalorian. Um, you mean M- Mando attacks. That man, yeah, Mando, Mando attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Boba yeah, Fett flies me... in out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he also voiced uh, Pre Vizsla in the Clone Wars series. Yep. Um, so I thought that was just really cool. Just John Favreau being a cool dude. I also like the just the way that they had his character because like they they showed him using the like the energy shield and like the uh, vibro blade. Yeah. Um, which is like classic Mandalorian. He also, when he got a hold of the dark saber, was like struggling with it too. That, that's another thing too. Like I like. I felt like he was struggling with it more than Mando, honestly. Yeah. Because he felt like... Because I feel like that also leads into the character because the character leads a lot more to his strength because of his size. Uh, yeah. But with the Darksaber, it's not about your strength. It's about your technique. <laughs> technique, yeah. Yeah. That's So that, that was interesting. And then, like, Mando, like, gets disowned. That was really sad, honestly. Yeah, that was sad, dude. But also, he honestly, it makes sense. And honestly, there's also... I feel like if he's going to get disowned... Um, I feel like these guys, like the armor is like not a good person. <laughs> like, yes, I feel like no, she's, no. there's like a cult leader, and like, I, no, I, gotta, I feel like exactly that's what it is because yeah. of the horns. There's theories that because of the horns on her helmet that she was originally part of the group that was under Maul when he took oh. over and, and switched during, the, during. She might be the villain in Mando three, or like that cult. Like he might realize this cult is bad, and then that might be like a storyline in Mando th- season three that like she has, he has to take them down, and that'd be a really strong emotional tie. That'd be right? really cool if he has to go after the armor and that cult because he was a part of that and then he's like has to break away and is disowned, but he's like, these people are He has bad. to do his own thing now. Yeah. yeah, he might team up with Bo-Katan and like they might take down the this watch. Was it the Night Watch, Death Watch, whatever? Yeah, no, it's, it's the Death Watch. And that's the also Death who watch, he was saved. Yeah. That's who he was saved by, by the way. That's how he's a foundling. We saw that yeah. like, again with his within his own show where he was, because of the the blue yeah. armor, we were able to see that. So that's like a lot, a huge emotional like tie to like, kind of have to go against them after then after that like we might yeah. get more backstory on just mandalorian himself but yeah so so then we get him leaving and going to tatooine i thought dude the freaking space bus scene was so With funny Rod- can we talk about the rodian parent and child because like like that turns around <laughs> i was i was a little confused because like they went to tatooine on the same ship as mando for like a day or two Cause like when he leaves, the same kid, like when he's like doing his test flight on the ship, with like the Naboo Star Cruiser or whatever, they're on the the ship leaving. The ship leaving. So like, did they go to Tatooine for like a two day holiday or something? I feel like if you're going to another planet, you're not gonna go for a weekend. You're gonna go for like a week or a few weeks, maybe. You know? Maybe maybe like Greedo, like because he's dead. They saw right? Greedo they, was dead, and that that was the family they, they, they were visiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, like, they're coming to get like like the will was like finally yeah, done or maybe something. It was like Greedo's funeral they, or something. Wow, that they were it was, it, like for. ten years later. <laughs> that's that's dark. Oh my gosh. 
Oh man. Maybe they saw they thought like they were going to Naboo and then they saw their own tattoo and they were like, dang, this like, place oh. sucks. I'm gonna head out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like Naboo at this time also kind of sucks. Because like, really? all the war stuff. Yeah, because of all the damage to Theed and everything. Yeah, maybe. Because the Empire came back and they attacked it later on, I'm pretty sure. Anywho, um, but no, did you also did you know before the the droid that was taking Mando's weapons? Yeah, is on the it, galaxy's edge. Yeah, he, I thought he was a Star Cruise or no, not Star Cruise. It's the Star Tours. Star Tours. He? Yeah, he's like the droid from Star Tours, and I think he's also in Galaxy's Edge. I've yeah. heard. I don't know. I haven't. I've never been. Someday, Jake, we'll we'll get yeah. you there. Build you a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. Like when he's flying, he's doing his test flight. So the the two X wings that stop him, the one mm-hmm. guy was the same like pilot from like Mandalorian and recognize his voice but the other guy was the young guy was actually played by Max Lloyd Jones who was the stand-in for Luke Skywalker like he yep. was the guy that did the deep fake face for the season two finale Mandalorian so that in, on the Mandalorian so that is really cool it would be really funny if they just deep fake Luke Skywalker's face is on <laughs> for no reason <laughs> like I guess it's like Luke again like I guess the Jedi Academy <laughs> that he's starting out doesn't pay the bills so on the weekend he like does traffic his duty police patrol <laughs> yeah <Tatooine>. so it's <laughs> like <laughs> Hello, officer. This is Red Five. Yeah, <laughs> Red Five. You were a legend. <laughs> I blew up the Death Star. No big deal. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I don't know. I just thought it was a great episode. Do you have predictions for next episode? Um. I okay. I honestly kind of want to see Mando get the armor to. Actually, I don't know if they're going to be getting the armor to Grogu next episode, or if that's going to be like his next season. But what I do want to see just in general of Mando in the future is him, one, give Grogu the armor, two, train with Luke yeah. how to use a Darksaber. Because uh, I feel Ooh. like he'd be able to try to... Tu- do you think he'd fake the whole thing, though? Or, like, just always, like, show... Like, Luke would always just, like, th- would frame, like, something would get in the way of his face. Like, like, like a surfboard, like, it just comes out of nowhere, like, in the old cartoons. It just blocks his face the whole time. <laughs> something like that or it could be ahsoka too like ahsoka just holding a surfboard in front of luke's face the whole time no (laughs) (laughs) oh that'd be funny no but like i feel like it'd actually be kind of cooler if ahsoka taught him if i come to think of it actually because like luke luke's master he's doing his thing yeah yeah he's take care of grogu but like i feel like that'd be be, really cool like full circle because like ahsoka train was trained by anakin and and then like i guess she kind of trained ezra a little bit but like that was more kanan so like to have ahsoka to have her own padawan might be interesting. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't. I guess. I mean, I guess he would be a padawan, but like, he wouldn't be like a a youngling. Padawan. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like he'd like learn how to use the lightsaber, but he's not like attuned to the force. So, at least as far as we know, imagine if Mando was like actually like force sensitive. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be really um, cool. There's other tidbits too that we saw with, uh, like, say the ship, the N1 ship, and just the whole construction scene in general. For example, that one bar that Mando was asking for from the Jawas that they gave him. That yeah, was actually yeah, yeah. the same bar that they used in... That uh, Han Solo used, yeah. Yeah, in the trash compactor. The trash compactor in, in A New Hope that he used to like prop the sides open. That is so cool. That was a good detail, but yeah. That was so cool. I just, I just love little details like that, man. It's awesome. Yeah, dude. Who do you Whose ship do you think it was? That's we know it wasn't Anakin's. We yeah, know I think that because the series are the same. Because What? This, because there's like the serial number on yeah, the like, serial it's like number. The is like different. Text I think we probably watched the same video. Did you? Did you watch I, we Rock probably Stars did or something. I think I did. Yeah, because <laughs> I saw that same thing. Like it's not Luke's star ship because the serial numbers are different. I don't know. Maybe it was like it probably it could be no one's. Like I don't know. Or maybe he, like he, Anakin like changed the serial number or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like what other N1 fighters would like go to Tatooine. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. 
Unless like Padme went back there for some reason, like during the Clone Wars and like had some kind of escort. But I don't remember anything like that happening during Clone Wars. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I still think I think that's a really interesting pot potential story for Mando season three. Like the whole arc for season three could be that Mando has now been kicked out of the, the Death Watch and realizes that they are like a cult and like kind of trying to take over Mandalore in like a bad way. And like Bo-Katan and him could team up to take down the Death Watch. It'd be really emotional for him because they like took him in as like his family and like raised him. And that was all he knew, but he has to like kind of come around and be like, no, these people are bad. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be really cool. I feel like, no, it'd be, it'd be super cool. Super cool arc. Um, and also it's different too. Cause he's not born Mandalorian. He is a foundling. So yeah. that also plays effect into that. Yeah. But yeah, I hope we see baby Yoda next time. Grogu. I mean, uh, I wonder like how long that's going to take. Cause early if we'll even see that or maybe we'll just cut back to, I, I, cause we've spent so much time with Mandalorian now. Like now we're going to go back to like maybe Boba Fett, like what he was doing. And then in the mm-hmm. off screen, we'll see Mandalorian will get baby Yoda. I would hate for that to be off screen though. That reunion, you know? It's it's not gonna be off screen. Okay, but here's the thing. Think about it from Mano's perspective, right? This might be like uh, honestly. I've, sorry, just really quick. So there's no like this might just be like a cliffhanger. Like this might at the end they'd be like get ready for the war in season two of Boca Boba Fett or like the, Bo- the war will continue in Mandalorian like of the Pikes like because like I feel like there's a lot they have to do and like, I don't know if they're gonna be able to do it in two episodes. <laughs> sorry, yeah, you go honestly. ahead. Though. But no, I was gonna say for for Mando, you gotta think about it the way that he's gotta get to Grogu, right? Because he gave Grogu to Luke, right? But he doesn't know where Luke's at. He doesn't know did, how to find he him. Gave, did he give Grogu the, the ball? Do you think he has a tracker in the ball that he gave him? I don't think so. That could be a retcon. They just do. It but could yeah. be, but I don't think they're going to do that. I feel like he is going to search for, like, a so. He's probably going to look for Bo-Katan or Ahsoka first. Yeah, Ahsoka to track him. Yeah, to then be able to track Luke. Or he'll go um, back to that, like, woobity-woo planet that, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the woobity-woo planet. <laughs> <laughs> That Grogu meditated uh, on. <laughs> I mean, he could. Um, yeah. But he needs to, some way to find Luke and track him. Um, Maybe Luke was like, hey, here's my... So how would... how would Here's my personal R2 unit. How would Ahsoka suggest to attract to track him attract down? Attract Luke? To give it, like, just get a like, hand. Like, hey, look, there's a hand here. I know you don't have one. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> oh, man. What is Luke like? Hey, here's your sister that you can't make out with. <laughs> oh my <Come> god. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it has to be something like force related, which is why he's going to have to go and find Ahsoka. You know what I mean? So yeah. that way she could feel his presence. And the Bartez sisters, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> Anyways, anything else you want to talk about this episode? I know it's kind of quick. No, I man. I think that's pretty much covers everything. There's a lot of Easter eggs. I mean, that covers a lot of big stuff. There- Just a great episode. I loved this episode. There, there's a lot of other tiny Easter eggs too, but like I think we covered a lot of the big stuff, man. It was it was a really yeah. good episode. Again, it, it covered all the bases. A lot of cool Easter eggs. All right. Yeah. Without further ado, ready for patron shoutouts? I forgot what came next. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, oh, no, it's not. That's not next. Sorry, it, it's, it's supposed to be trivia tidbit. Oh, that's right. It's right. The new segment. Are you ready? Yes. We need like a jingle, like totally tubular trivia tidbits. I think that's another one already. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So, did you know that Lucasfilm actually owned Pixar before it was like an animation company? Yes. Like, okay, I know, but for the <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get TikTok out of this, Daniel. <laughs> Dude, our TikTok I just posted for our last 
TTTT is doing well, like 15k views almost. Um, posted it this morning. I feel like if I like lie here and like act and be like, oh no, I didn't, then I'd like lose some like animation cred. I'd be like, okay, I can't, I can't be like That's that. That's true, you're right. Yeah, be true to you. I'll just cut around you. Um, yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah, so so Lucasfilm, um, so so Pixar started out as like a computer company, they were building computers, and then George Lucas bought Pixar to build computers for him to do visual effects on for the prequels of Star Wars and to like sell com- these computers to other visual effects studios. Well, these computers like never did well and like were just completely impractical and way too expensive for like the market. So no one bought them. And like George Lucas was like, I need to get rid of Pixar. And then Steve Jobs came, swoops in, comes and swoops in and buys Pixar. And then it becomes the animation studio we know today after yep. a few more years and like a lot of trouble with Disney, but eventually became Pixar. So cool. Interesting. Do I do I need to have one? If you want, you don't have to. I, I forgot to bring I forgot to bring one this time. You don't have to, dude. Listen, right. listen. Tid tidbit number two. He's such a stress. From Danny Boy. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't have shit. <laughs> That's fine. Alright, alright. We'll do for, it next for, time. Ready for the Yeah. Wait, wait, also, sorry. So before we get into Patreon shoutouts, um, we are actually super excited. We just recorded an interview with a Foley artist on that worked on Book of Boba Fett and has also worked on just a bunch of other amazing projects. And she has some great insights on what it is to be a Foley artist. A lot of wisdom too. A lot of experience. For people that don't know, Foley artists, they like go into like a sound studio and they like literally just like make sounds that like go over the film. Like if someone like doing footsteps, they will like walk in different shoes on different surfaces. It's a really fascinating, but yeah, so look forward to that in a few weeks um, after, after we finish up Boba Fett. Yeah. Let us know what you think of that and other people you want us to interview. Yeah. That can be in the review or comment section, I guess. But yeah. So ready for the patron shout outs. Yes. Hit me with them. Give the XR music boost. We got Patreon Lori, Frank, Rick, Lisa, Evan, Tony. Thank you so much for pledging the tier. Thank you to the shout out. If you would like to support us over on Patreon, the link is down in the description. You get the audio episode early. Um, special benefits, cool perks like a role in our Discord, all that jazz, and more. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. And again, uh, feel free to leave a review or a comment. We do have a comment on our latest Boba Fett episode from the amazing Carson. Um, he wrote, not really, he's not really a Star Wars guy, but he has got to start watching the movies and TV shows. So yeah, would love for you to do that and like chat with us about Star Wars. We love talking about it. Anyways, uh, that's all I had ready for the introduction. Yep. Gentlemen, when, when we just talked about whatever we want to talk about and now we're done. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Seriously, really genuinely appreciate it. You guys are awesome. We'll be back next time for chapter six. Goodbye. Bye.